This is Bach the Bach, the podcast opening up the world of classical music, one beer at a time. It's episode 25, and we're talking about Titans. And I am sitting at the table today with Catherine and the gentleman from Bach to Bach. Hello, hello. Welcome to the table. I guess it's actually your table. It's well, our table. It's, 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 it's the, the table. Nice kind of table. We have, I'll tell you what, we haven't actually sat at this table yet. This we is have the never first sat time at this table. People I around am this. honored. Yes, Congratulations Welcome to all table. of us. Okay. Uh, uh, so, if you are a great beer adventure listener, you know that normally I will jump in now and kind of lead the adventure. But that's not going to be what happens today. <laughs> if you are a Bach to Bach normal listener, then you are like, why am I not hearing more of Maddie and Kevin? Don't worry. They're going to take over right now. You took like a 30-second bow of silence. I think that was our goal. For me, um, that's not that hard. For, for me, that's impossible. <laughs> um, this is great because we, we, we've done a, a big stretch here of episodes without guests just because our, our life's been kind of a bit upside down and uh, finding time to line our schedules up with others has been tough. So to be able to sit down and drink beer with people is, is, just is always a blast. Yeah. Um, and you guys get to be here for one of our favorite pieces of all time, which is... Mahler, the Mahler, the Mahler number Titan one. number one, yeah. Which we've talked about. We've talked about that in the... Um, Death and Resurrection episode. When we played the Mala 2. Yeah, so kind of give a little background on, on this piece. Um, so basically, Gustav Mahler, take a guess what, he's German. Um, <laughs> Wait, you can't dance. No, sorry. <laughs> I, I don't, just saving time, you know. Yeah, um, so questions, I'm going to tell you anyways. Questions are at the end. Um, and so he wrote 10 symphonies, and then um, the, the first one was titled The Titan Symphony, based off a poem, like actually not about... A titan, but over time, the more you listen to it, it sounds like it's a heroic theme, and it sounds like it's very almost cinematic and movie soundtrack-like. And this is going back to that type of symphony, the the tone poem, which we referenced a few times. Yeah, right? and basically, like you know, it's telling a story. Um, this is 18, 1888, um, so a couple years ago. We all remember eighteen eighty-eight. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. 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 it's a good year. It's a good, good year. year. Uh, can we maybe uh, explain to the Great Beer Adventure audience? Good idea. What's going on? Yeah. Sure. You guys are talking a lot, and I am like, kind of lost. Who's <laughs> Mahler? Is he a brewer? <laughs> he should be. Um, For those of you who haven't listened to Bach to Bach before, we can't blame you. Um, we, <laughs> we, can't either. we are two brothers trying to bring together uh, the world of classical music and the world of beer because yeah. both can be a bit standoffish, and we're trying to just break down the barriers around them both uh, by just... Throwing and, the crap away. And so we, and we, in every episode, we, we pair either the type of beer or the name of the brewery or the name of the beer itself with a classical piece or a classical style. Um, so we've, you know, this episode's about Titans, and it just so happens that our beer and our featured piece are the same name. That's how we pair them up. It's an attempt to show how witty we are, which is really... <laughs> not that witty. No, right. not that witty. And right. also, it also gives us a chance to, like, show off that there's so many really terrible classical pieces out there hmm. really 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 t- and a lot of them exist and that's what a lot of the mainstream classical music stations play whereas we say hey there's a lot better more epic classical music um, so we want to showcase that and get people engaged in classical music that way and yeah. get them excited about it you know when you're driving home in your car you don't want to be listening to some nice little you know piano etude you want to be hearing you know Ride of the Valkyries you know and just you know blast and stuff that you can crank the volume on because it's it's 
There's nothing wrong with just not in the hood. Not in not in the no. Okay, not in gang territory. Until you tried it. Uh, and you guys are in Portland, just like just like you, just like Great Beer Adventure. It's a great town to be in, right? Are you originally from Portland, or are you a transplant? I'm originally from Maine. Okay. But from the middle of nowhere. Are you yeah. from the county? No, no, not quite up that high. <laughs> there was a gas there. <laughs> I was like, oh, interesting. <laughs> no, um, I have seen my fair share of moose, but I'm actually from Oxford Hills. Oh, really? Cool. Um, I'm jealous. I've I never just want to hike moose. moose weekend. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And Catherine, where are you from? I'm from Massachusetts. Where in Mass are you from? I am from outside of Boston, a little city called Lawrence, Massachusetts. Oh, where I've broken down four or five times. Yeah, well, there are a lot of broken things in Lawrence, but <laughs> the dreams are still there. The dreams are alive. Beautiful but the... mill city. Birthplace of Leonard Bernstein. That's oh. a really good fact. Fun Thanks. fact of the day. Thank, Thank you. you very much for that. Yeah. So that's oh. the episode now. No, that's <laughs> it. That's all we need. Thank you. Um, so anyway, so coming back around with the whole thing, we want to kind of just pair this episode like and show off the Mahler's first symphony. And for those who guess who don't know what a symphony is, piece for full symphony orchestra, strings, winds, brass, percussion. Um, that's usually in a four movement, a four part series um, that connect one after the other. So they're not four separate pieces; they're performed as one giant work. You, Some you might know if you've been to a classical concert those awkward moments when you go to clap when there's a break <laughs> and and nobody else does because that's that's between a movement, which is that's so when Kemp says a movement, those are the four kind of sections. Sometimes that break is non-existent, and sometimes it's there, and everyone kind of looks around. It's it's but especially those moments when there is a break, but you don't know it's a break. Exactly. You don't know whether it's like. <laughs> it's, <forget> something. <laughs> it's like the one you walk through the door, like you're trying to get through at the same time as someone else. No, you go. No, 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 you go. Exactly. You, go. you end up of... just dancing in the doorway instead. Yeah. It's a dance party instead, which is oh. great. Yeah. yeah. Um. So should we get back into Titan a little bit, or? Well, yeah. Do we want to? Do we want to just launch into the the piece? Yeah. So this is it's cool. We're playing just not the whole first movement, but just a segment of the first movement, and actually the first. Horn, the brass line you hear sounds like a superhero movie, almost like it's the theme of a hero. It wasn't meant to be that way, but that's the way we've interpreted it over the past 128 years. I did my math. Nice. nice. Good um, job. Thank you. All by you, myself. You've been thinking about that for a while. I did. I, I, as we're like talking, I'm pro- you can see it processing. Uh, yeah. Oh, remedial thoughts. Okay. Anyway, um, so yes, yeah, so let's listen to a segment of the first movement from Mahler's Titan Symphony Number no. 1.
Now, for the the box to box listeners, all three of you who um, <laughs> who have not listened to the Great Beer Adventure, we I think it's time you guys got educated about about this awesome podcast because you guys have you guys have quite a, a big Pretty following big now, following. and you got your spon- you guys have sponsorships now. Yeah, we do. We do have a sponsor, um, and we're working. Actually, we have an agent now who Ooh. is working on getting us some more sponsors. Uh, and as we move into our second year, which is coming right up, uh, when's the date on the second year? July first, I think. It's a it's the third technically, but whatever the Friday. Okay, Friday party. party. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, Are you so- give me a different address and just tell me this somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I think there's like a website you can go to and you can like find like random phone numbers to give oh people. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Just heaven, this is our phone Why is it in Milwaukee, Wisconsin? I'll <laughs> show up. Uh, so yeah, we're doing a major rebrand. Um, same kind of great content. Uh, slightly different, prettier packaging, uh, just kind of to make it feel more like us and more like Maine and very very exciting and so what we really do is we look at the story behind the beer we tell stories that are maybe not even behind bigger than i would say we look at different ways people interact with beer that you wouldn't think of it's not just brewers it's people like lawyers who work with beer companies or um my mom (laughs) mom who has seen a beer Pretty cool. <laughs> She's the mom behind the podcast. She's the mom behind the mom. Yeah. Yeah. Every podcast needs a mom. Yeah. 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 Every mom yeah. needs a podcast. <laughs> a mom cast. Really? <laughs> I guess if it was a dad, it would just be a podcast. Oh. Uh, but that's I'm good. Yeah. How long are you working on that one? <laughs> a couple years. Okay. <laughs> well curated. Uh, so, yeah, we, we're really about being... In the community and being part of the community and so when I found you guys I was like ah, we need to have them on do a collaboration uh, something so we can you know help promote each other and I think that's really a big thing in the beer world is that there is a lot of community um, especially right here especially in Portland it's, it's so huge here. Yeah. it's awesome and we're actually um, in our second year we're moving out into the rest of the world we have a two part plan uh, phase one is to take Maine by storm which we've pretty much done nice congratulations check and so as we move into our second year we're moving into our second phase and that's take over the world uh, so nice. yeah where would you go to after you take over Maine like we're, we're, it's a slow crawl out New <laughs> Hampshire <laughs> New Hampshire Vermont, Russia. Massachusetts. <laughs> Russia is pretty, you know, yeah. And Mozambique. Yeah. Well, we, we, we all, we've all played Risk, so we know that just Russia is that big purple continent yeah. that just no one ever really conquered. I haven't the whole played business. Business. I've actually never played Risk. Never played Risk? Really? Oh, really? Oh. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. Have you played Candyland? Well, yes. It's similar. It's the- <laughs> <laughs> oh, then cool. <laughs> yeah. The- have you guys had any like what's your interaction with classical if if any have have you have you come across any in your time or um, with the exception of so if it's in a in a cartoon or if it's in a a, a Disney movie which I watch a lot of nothing wrong with that <laughs> um, also there is a uh, my daughter's really into ballet. So, so lots of classical use there. Yeah, yeah, constantly searching Pandora. Like, mom, put on the ballet channel. <laughs> Hold on. Um, so yeah, those are really the only places that it enters my life. Have you ever gone to the symphony ever? 
No. Mm, that's your homework assignment. Don't do it. I'll go with you. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Portland Symphonies puts on a, a really good show. And actually, uh, Spencer Alby's doing a segment locally where it's called Symphony with a Stranger, where you go with a random person to the. That sounds like a great idea. And you just go because someone you, if who's never been to it before, and you just go with someone you don't even know, and you I go experience it for the first time. That's great. <laughs> I wanted to do um, like a segment for like. Somehow related to it, like having a beer with a stranger. A beer with a stranger? Yeah. Good. Done. We'll, yeah. we'll bring this up. Spencer's we'll, email. We'll, <laughs> we'll add him to this. It's all right. <laughs> but uh, it's it's a it's if you can go make that you know and go to one of the poppy ones ones where it's like you know mm-hmm. they do the music of John Williams or um, I know that they're doing in the fall they're doing the classic rock orchestra. Um, so basically, it's like every classic rock song backed by a full symphony orchestra. Do they ever do Johnny Cash? Not yet. Symphony. They just did John Denver, which is not even close not to John Denver. <laughs> but same. I'm pretty sure John Denver had that shirt you're wearing. Probably. This is John Denver's shirt. Actually, in the same size. <laughs> Thank you. I looked a little looser on him. But... Yeah, well, he's also 95 pounds. Right. That's what <laughs> mop of hair. Yeah. Wonderful man. Um, the, there is a Symphony in Spirits. PSO does a one, like a, they do a, a cocktail hour or sometimes beer hour. They've done Navari Res. They've done uh, Hunt Alpine where you go and meet with a bunch of people between 21 and 39 before the symphony. You all have a drink, get a little bit sauced, and then wander up to Merrill and go watch. For 20 symphony. bucks, I think. For you to take a symphony and a it's beer amazing. or a cocktail for 20 bucks. Wow. Yeah, right? 39 is the top. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get on that quick. <laughs> Oh days. <laughs> the count, let the countdown begin. Oh no! Um, but it's awesome. We the great beer adventure idea is so so great. So we keep congrats on upcoming two year or upcoming going on the third year. No, going on the going on the oh my gosh, yeah. listening skills, Kevin. And my math skills have gotten worse too. Yeah, um, you have one golden moment, I, and then and then regress like, since then. Yeah, let okay. it pass. So let's talk about our Titan beer. Uh, Kevin's not exactly nope. leaning towards it with uh, with his, you know. He Kevin Doesn't loves the whole hoppy, super hoppy uh, taste to it all. So right it now, does it's smell actually, really nice. Though. I'm feeling more citrusy. I think if it was a little bit colder, it'd be a really nice kind of refreshing number. But it's something that you're not going to absolutely fall over. However, that being said, my speech is suffering a little bit. It's got 7.1 percent ABV. <laughs> and um, really. Yeah, it doesn't taste it, does it? I don't know. What's everyone's thoughts on it? Are we, are we liking it? I, it do, what is confusing to me is it does not taste the way it smells. Which mm-hmm. is very, it's got this yeah. very like honey-y, like almost candy-like scent, but a very like floral, hoppy. That just made my day just for the day. <laughs> and now it does got her entire face it in does smell beautiful super honey. stemless glasses, <laughs> a la her four-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the two-year-old likes smelling beer more. Like we went, we went to a few breweries this uh, weekend, and she just wanted to smell every single beer, like Great. every one of them. That's good. Yeah, the four-year-old is like, I'm gonna dance through the brewery right wow. now. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's no beer left in my cup, so if I don't put my face in it, I can't actually smell it. Mm, salad. <laughs> it makes, I mean, you you are well, well said. Well you're, said. you're basically shotgunning. You're shotgunning. The, the glass for the most. Yeah. Not, oh, I suppose more in the... Yeah? How's I, that going I, for I, I realized I was about to make a reference, which I probably shouldn't right. make the reference that I was about to make. All right. Um, <laughs> anyway. So, hey. Great div- so, Great Divide can be found in Colorado. Denver. Yes, exactly. And it's uh, as the Continental Divide. Um, we haven't really had any Rocky Mountain or West Coast beers other than the Californian Sierra Nevadas, which we are... 
Yes? I have a question. Fire away. My first episode of Great Beer Adventure, I misidentified an IPA as an East Coast IPA when it was actively a West Coast IPA. And to this day, I don't know the difference. Neither do I, do you? Well, I thought I did. And is, it, is it the type me... of hops used? I mean, because most are West Coast hops anyway. No, it's really about the hoppiness level. Ah. Uh, and mm. how do you measure hoppiness level? IBUs. Okay. You know, and yeah. you know, really how bitter it is. Now, mm. from all of the information I have gathered, I always was under the impression that West Coast ones are much more hoppy than. Before this gigantic rush of the double IPA yeah. here in Maine. <laughs> Wait, Everyone's that. doing it. Right. And so then the East Coast was less hoppy. Then somebody was telling me the other day that I was completely wrong. I was like, everything I know is broken. Yeah. Because I really, I don't know. Okay, I, so even prior before this whole just, double IPA craze, yeah. every East Coast is, is the hoppier. Before. That's what people were saying, but... Like, well, one person, but I always... <laughs> all, the, all the one people. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I was always under the impression that the West Coast ones were the hot bombs. And then the East Coast ones... New that's a, actually, that's a good name for beer, bomb. though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hot think bomb. it probably is a probably. beer. Yeah. Good, yeah. good try, but I'm pretty sure it's out there. Um, <laughs> I'll work on it. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I don't know. I always thought that it was West Coast was a lot hoppier... And East Coast wasn't. And then there was like the main IPA now because we're going crazy. And then just yeah. this weekend I heard, this is a new, I don't know if they said new age or new world IPA. And I was like, what is wow. that? And they're like, it's a mix of the mid, uh, West Coast and the East Coast. And I was like, wow. I have no idea. And people are just making stuff up. Mm. Nobody wow. actually knows. Well, it's like, it's <laughs> like when new genres of music come out. And yeah. it's just. People are like, what? Or, or when you go bird watching and you say, look, a Northeastern yellow-throated warbler. And no one wants to admit they don't see it, so they have to go. Oh yes, I just say that it's not a crow. Green flamingo. <laughs> it's not a crow or a bald eagle. They're all the same. Yeah. So it's just, and, and same with art. Like you're afraid. Well, this is and this is the battle we're fighting against with classical as well. You know, mm. people are afraid to admit that they don't know something about it, and it's just like it's cool. You know? And that's totally <laughs> not the case on Great Beer Adventure. Yeah. I'll tell you all day long. I know nothing. No, same. Yeah. We don't know it. We don't know it. And, 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 really our adventure out into the beer world um, and learning and every single conversation that I have there's like seven more questions that I need to find a different expert for (laughs) to answer them yeah Uh, and it's just it's crazy crazy because as a consumer there's so much you don't know and until you start talking to people how do you know you don't know it so true yeah yeah so true uh, what? Well, speaking of, let's, let's kind of come full circle back to the fourth movement of the Titan. and um, Another little taste of Mahler? Another taste of Mahler. But what's actually really cool about the fourth movement, so like in the first movement, we hear that heroic theme. It gets very bombastic and loud and, and very intense at the end of the first movement. But what's cool, and Beethoven did this with, you guys know Ode the Joy? Okay. Yeah. Okay. See? Nailed it. <laughs> so that whole symphony, that's we only know that little melody, but that whole symphony that Beethoven did was an hour and twenty three minutes long. But what he did was but you don't hear the Oh the Joy theme until the last sixteen minutes. But it's it's touched on. There's like these certain things that are touched on throughout the whole piece. They kind of tease it and then it all comes in at the end. Mahler did the same thing with this piece. So Mahler was after Beethoven. And um, and Gustav Mahler kind of throughout the first symphony uses these little themes and thematic ideas, 
And then they all come together in this final movement. All right, I have a question. Talk to me. So let's say that these pieces were being built now. So, you know, in a piece like this, you can tease at it and you can stay there and make people stay for like hours on end Mm -hmm. because there's no way to get to the end and that payoff unless you go through the middle. Do you think that um, symphonies would be shorter nowadays? Oh, tons. There's no way you can... Absolutely. Because also look at the attention span of us now compared to attention. (laughs) There's nothing else to do. Right. (laughs) That being said, we we actually tweeted about a month ago uh, this article that the New York Phil had discovered about it was a it was an article a study published I think 1903 uh, reintroducing beer served at concert halls because they said it will for those who are already tired and apt to be put asleep it'll help further that and those who are naturally raucous it'll help like enliven their emotions so, so so Carnegie Hall and all these other uh, venues started serving beer again as a way to either if you if you're bored you know you're out or if you're you know into it then you can get more into it so yeah longer yeah longer not i think beer helps out but i do but i think again but those are also based on classical pieces that've been around for 100 years plus and, right. but i the average symphony is getting shorter i mean people writing more short pieces that are half hour in length some are going longer, but I think, again, the attention spans less and also allows for a larger variety. Like, say, you have a two-hour concert, you can do four or five different things for the listener rather than one to two. Yeah. yeah. It, it just feels like, you know, with YouTube being out there, you just fast-forward to the piece that you want yeah. instead yeah. of. And so I feel like, you know, you couldn't do that. But, again, when you see it live, there is something special about seeing a full symphony yeah. live because you don't get that. There's no way you can recreate that through your home stereo speakers, no matter how much they cost. It's just something that watching it and, and just visual like visuals, yeah. Really, yeah. It is it's really a cool experience. But again, I think, you know, as time goes on, the attention spans shorter. So maybe yeah. in concert doing just movements of, of symphonies or things like that. Um, but anyway, so let's 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 wrap up with a segment and we'll do the last half of the yeah, fourth we, movement of, of the Titan Symphony by Mahler. And when we come back we're gonna be doing a quick vertical tasting while we do the Bach to Bach quiz. Yeah. Sounds good. Done and done. All right, let's hit it with some mala.
when we first sat down with Amanda, we talked about we talked about vertical tastings and how we had, had never done one. So Amanda's come by today with uh, with a vertical tasting for us to try, which we're gonna do. She's gonna give us a quick rundown of what we're drinking, and then we're gonna go <laughs> kind of into the, into the <laughs> one but, of the box again. For those who don't know, what vertical tasting is same beer, different years. Right. Yes. So we. Uh, we recently actually did a show on Great Beer Adventure that is about cellaring beers, uh, and there's a lot of profanity in it, so we actually released it on a Tuesday, so it wasn't like in our mainstream, because that's not how we roll, generally. Um, but in that episode, you find out that my my cellar's very small. I really literally have Bigfoot, and then a couple beers from each of the years my babies were born. Oh, that's cool. And that's it. <laughs> Are you ever going to drink those beers? That's the question. We're hoping that they'll last until they turn 21 and then they Oh, can. cool. That's, that's awesome. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh I mean, we, we've taped them up. we put stickers on it, like, don't open until such and such year. I'm not doing that's the math. That's so neat. That's a cool idea. Yeah, so that's, I mean, that's really the, all that's in there. So I went through our stash. There are some years that Maine got very few Bigfoots. Uh, so we have literally like three from that year. Um, and so I just picked the ones that we had the most of, and it ends up being 2012, 2013. And we actually only got one pack of the 2016 this year, but I think you can still find them. But I wanted you to be able to taste it fresh. So, um, and Bigfoot's a barley one, right? Yeah, it's a barley wine from Sierra Nevada. Um, I like the fact that they write all over their bottle and their cap what year they're from, because otherwise I would have no clue where it was from. Uh, so I'm going to pour these out for you guys, taste them, try them. One thing that we learned in our cellaring is if you think maybe the 2016 is too hot, so it has too much alcohol feel to it, um, you can kind of do some of your own personal blending as well. Of years. Of years. So yeah, so try them all a little bit. Um, it is going to be more hot the newer it is. Uh, so I would save the 2016 for last. Also, these are refrigerated only by being in my basement. <laughs> so, sorry. No, no problem. <laughs> Just so we can paint a picture for you guys at home right now, the, the way we've distinguished the years is, uh, as, as Amanda pours it out, we have, we're doing 2012 in pint glasses. I think 13 is going to be in old-fashioned low balls, and we're going to do 16 in the old-fashioned mason jars. Um, so I obviously did not do a great job pouring that one. No, no, it's okay. It's on the foamy one. It's really like that. It's just more effervescent, right? Yeah. It's So while we pass these around, we'll start going into the, the box to box quiz. So these are just, this is gut reaction, first thought that comes to your head. Um, and if if someone comes up with the answer you were going to say first, then you got to choose a, a different one. But it's just whatever first thing that comes to your head. Okay. They have very little to do with actual beer or music. Okay. And for those that deal with music, um, we will adapt as necessary. Yes. I yeah. the oboe for 10 years. Uh, no. <laughs> Wait, don't you, you play the classical music cello. podcast? Who does? You? No, I'm violinist. Neither yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, that's right. You guys don't like the oboe. I don't. don't play it. Oh, well, there, there goes that episode. Thanks. Let's go back to my way. We'll talk later. Um, all right, so, all wait. Right. Pint glass is 2012. Right. Low ball is 2013. Right. And mason jar is 2016. All right. Thank you. This is ridiculous. Are you pouring? Are you pouring with spite now? <laughs> this is 
how you pour. For those who can't see, because you can't because she's staring into my soul and destroying me. Spitting in your glass. This may be the telling moment right here. Um, I've never had beer taste with so much anger. <laughs> anger beer. So and this this will be the telling moment right here. So all right, so I say, say the question number. You guys say your answer. The fr- if you guys think the same answer, and one of you says it first, you have to, the other person has to change their answer. Okay. So you can't just. Why don't we just first choose? Uh, uh, 2013. Choose, this is 2012. 2012. Okay. Oh. Oh yeah, that one's nice. Oh, I like that's that real one. Real good. I like. Oh, I love really For a barley one, it's really mild. Like it's nice. That's because it's four years old. Yeah. Not yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in your face. Um, all, all right. right. Question number one. What is your least favorite instrument? Trumpet. Not trumpet. That's not what I meant. I meant the trombone. Um, I played it for a while. There's a bunch of trumpeters out there going, oh, and then going, yeah. Oh, the ukulele. I love the ukulele. I have some curse words for the ukulele. I we'll have a, your own episode where you just say those curse words, and it'll be one long leap, and that'll be the episode. I think Accompanied you, by an underscoring of ukulele music. I think you just broke the hearts of Mecca students everywhere. Hi, Mecca students. Get out. You're not chasing around. All right. So, oh, no. so we have trombone and uke for this favorite. Question number two. Which instrument do you wish you played? With the drums. Oh. No. The stand-up bass. Upright bass. Nice. Or the fiddle. No, it's not upright bass. That's a good answer. Fiddle's also good. Yeah. The cello. That's a, that's Sorry, a common one. Kevin. People go, oh, <laughs> I particularly wish I played the cello. Like, if I could go one. Me too. I, as much as I ran away from Oxford Hills as quickly as I possibly could, definitely feel like I belong in a... Uh, bluegrass. Bluegrass band. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. You've got that energy. I feel yeah. it. Ever yeah. listen to the Punch Brothers? No. That's oh, your homework. We'll get that to you. We'll get, we'll get, we'll get that. There's way too much homework. Sorry. Sorry. No, no, no. This is, this, is like, this is like an extra. Sorry. Party. We'll give you an agenda booklet too and everything. <laughs> um, okay. Question number three. Which composer would you arm wrestle and why? Or not composer, musician. Famous musician. If you can't think of a composer. Rachmaninoff. It's probably pretty strong. Didn't last episode. Big hands. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You haven't said why. Why? Yeah. Mm, I, uh, 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 I just feel like that would be a very dynamic arm wrestling match. Where he had gigantic hands, like hands. mammoth hands. Yeah, like Matt. Like yeah. Band name, mammoth hands. Wild pianist. And, and, uh, wild what? Pianist. I, yeah, pianist. Okay. <laughs> Big hands. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Um, so I know only like Beethoven and such, so... I'm not going to just name them because I happen to know them. I would actually say I would want to, as a musician, I'd want to arm wrestle Johnny Cash. I know that I would lose, but I need to hold hands with Johnny Cash. How awesome is that? It's a win-win. You can't lose with that. And if we could bring a brewer in, it would be Sam from Dogfish Head. I would totally hold his hand. I don't know. (laughs) And lose big time. (laughs) Take my picture. Quick. (laughs) Yep. Those are solid answers. Well, solid. Thank you. Most people kind of hesitate on that one, but they were. The arm wrestling one? Yeah. I, don't know, I feel like that's sort of in our vein of like thinking. <laughs> <laughs> what is an unrelated thing you could do to this thing that you talk about on this planet? Yeah. Great. Question four. Before we go to question four, I have a Did question. Did you drink all of your 2012? No. With a vertical tasting, no. do you have to do you have to <laughs> finish one before you go into the next, or can you? No, no, don't finish. So it. why don't we? I'm just gonna. I'm gonna. Cheers to 2013 now and have a, have a oh. sip before we move on. Kevin, being the lush that he is, has already finished his I like that more. Whoa. It has a little more caramel is that? Mm, I can see that. 
I like that a lot. Really I feel like there's more pop to it. For those of you just joining in, uh, why did you just fast forward to the end of the podcast? And that was the 2013 <laughs> Bigfoot from Sierra Nevada. Sierra Nevada. Really and now, number four of the Buck the Buck quiz. And this is and this is the one people struggle with, so just okay. first thing that comes to your head, what's the most epic piece of music you've ever heard? Or song. Carmina Barana. Nice. Nice just choice. Thanks. Gut reaction. Um, yeah, no, it's Ring of Fire. I sing it to my You're babies. diehard Johnny Cash, aren't you? Oh, I love it. that. I sing it to my babies as a lullaby. Yeah. (laughs) All right, question number five. Which instrument is best suited for wilderness survival? I'm going to go with the standard bass again. You can break that down. There's like a pointy thing on the end so you can like stab the piece. And then you've got all the the cords so that you can snare animals. That's right. That's like the upright bass. Yeah. Yeah, Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. I totally. Yeah. Is this? I have a clarifying question. <laughs> is it which instrumentalist, like person who plays said instrument? No, which which <laughs> instrument, instrument itself, it's, itself yeah. would be a good tool mm. like for fighting for bear, etc. I feel like like a I know it's heavy. Probably like a trombone because mm-hmm. it's like big enough where you can bludgeon things, but not too heavy like a tuba where it would be cumbersome. Two bludgeon things. <laughs> <laughs> with a tuba, you could maybe like use it as a net and catch small bunnies. Side note: Also played with tuba for a while. Not useful in wilderness survival or high school survival. So. That is the marketing campaign. Tuba players want to play a tuba. You won't survive it when the apocalypse happens in nature or with friends. <laughs> Start today. I feel oh. like if it were me, I'd trip a lot, and so I probably with the tuba. With the with anything with the, with, the, with life. <laughs> but then if I'm carrying this giant bucket of a thing on my well, shoulder, well, they make wraparound body tubas. That's for marching, though. Yeah. It, it doesn't really matter. Because I could probably, you know, chances are I would land on something. Probably the tuba. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully something small game. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Right. That's right. the strategy. You can just hold the tuba yeah, on the ground and fall over, and hope someone's underneath. I hope I hit a deer on the way down. Great answer. I fell over, but did her. <laughs> Before our very last question, I think we should just we should do the 2016. I cheated and I tried it. It's a lot I did too. I love it. Okay. Um, okay, and question oh, number. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. But, but yeah, good. I like that. Yep. Um, question number six of the Buck the Buck. Hot is definitely the phrase. The I, when you yeah. when you first said that, I wasn't quite sure <laughs> I was how like, it would apply. I'm trying to get the question. I don't understand okay. the action. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> question. The final question is: Which Muppet best describes you? Oh, Miss Piggy. I know she's kind of like words that I can't say because we're devilicious. Devilicious. No, because I feel like devilicious isn't quite exactly what she. Like, you know, she's a strong, independent woman who knows Standoffish. what she wants. Standoffish. Amen. But also Maybe. possibly abusive to her partner. Right. So not that piece, but she, she likes right. being fancy. Mm-hmm. She and she does. I like being fancy. Yeah. Um, and she also has uh, that talk show. Yeah. I would totally rock a talk show if I didn't spit on myself all the time. Advocate, yeah. Um, <laughs> 
But yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna go with Miss Pretty. I'm sorry, I just jumped on him too quick. No, they said it was like I a know. competition. You're ready. So so like, you leave That's me like six point. minutes to think, which is Catherine, great. Catherine, go. And then oh god, so I'm really stuck between Errol and Gonzo. So I, I feel like if Errol and Gonzo, they're like very polar opposite characters. Which one's Errol? Errol's the like stodgy bird. In Muppet Treasure Island, he's like, oh, they wow. throw him off the ship. <laughs> he's a pain in the Good butt. reference, though. Like, wait a minute. I actually well. did not know that one. I know yeah. my Muppets pretty well. Yeah, his name's Errol, isn't it? Right? Maybe that's his name in the Muppet Treasure Island. I think he's the in, bird. Blue but, bird. Like oh, the, who's the, Sam, the, Sam, Sam, Sam the Eagle normally, right? Sam the Eagle. It's, okay. The character oh, I'm sure in Treasure Island. But in Muppet Treasure Island. Yeah, okay. Sam the Eagle. So I'd be okay. Sam the Eagle or, or Gon- Gonzo or maybe like a union of the two. So you, the, Their baby. Either, the way, love either way you're blue. Of, yeah. I'm blue. I would be. Can you imagine if Sam the Eagle had Gonzo's nose? Yeah. I just feel like I like vacillate between like... I'm so goofy and like I am paying attention to the rules. And calling the union. Those are solid. These are solid answers. Should we do a quick mix as as we? Okay. Yeah. So you can mix however you would like to. Um, I'm thinking if you have like half a sip that's left in the 2012. Should be balanced. I I don't know. You want to try? I mean, it's this is where you can just play around, but I don't know if it. Teardrop of 2012 is going to do anything. It's more than teardrop. It's, it's like, official. Well, I love mine's going to be a 1416 because somebody's bringing one to 12. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look at it over there. <laughs> I'm doing 1216. So, yeah. Well, before we finish up, you have two questions mm-hmm. for us yeah. as a team. Yeah. So, yeah. you go with the first question. How does it work with us? Do we feel the same time? No. no. So, this it, is a. We're interested in narrative and storytelling. Okay. Yeah, we're not. Adventure. We're not really. Interested in competition because I don't do well. I try to I win. thrive on <laughs> <laughs> competition. I am not allowed to play card games with my kids. <laughs> I beat them at Uno. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so, friends, what are your first beer memories? <laughs> Kevin, I gotta start. Kevin's? Yeah. All right. This is great because they're brothers. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. So mine was wrong. with Maddie. <laughs> and actually, we're, I'm telling something that my mom doesn't even know yet. Mom and dad, I want you to earmuff it right now. If so I, my sophomore year of high school. They're probably listening, right? You have three people. It's like your best friend, yeah. mom and dad. I don't have any friends. So it's mom and dad. Well, and actually, dog. Dog number three just passed. So Yeah. Yeah, oh, so only wow. two. All right. I'm so two. sorry. No, no, no. It's all right. She was a wonderful woman. We did a great episode. So we did. So my first drink ever, so I went to, uh, they were all freshmen in college at the time, and I was a sophomore in high school, and they were having a house party, and uh, my first drink ever was shotgunning a Coors Light. Me too! So, yeah! Nice. Yep, and so I drank a lot that night, and I passed out on the couch <laughs> watching Animal Planet, remember that? <laughs> And then our we've friend, all been there. and then our friend Ed Reineman, he's like, really, he's like, Kevin, let's get your glasses off. And I guess I sat up straight, yelled expletives at him, like really loudly, like, don't touch my glasses, and then passed right back out. <laughs> I still have a picture of that night. I, wait, I, there is a picture that I, a physical picture. That's right. Well, there goes a chance running for office. I mean, that mm-hmm. It is. I look really happy though. <laughs> <laughs> you were very happy. I was very happy. So that was my first beer experience. 
Mine, I, I feel like mine was with Coors Light as well. I don't actually remember. <laughs> it was, it was in, it was. They I was, sponsor our podcast, okay? I was, <laughs> I was in, I was in Alex Pavone's basement. I think I was fifteen. I th- to be honest, I think the first drink was actually a wine cooler that he'd snuck out of his parents' fridge. So, I mean, it was it was pretty sad first uh, first start into the world of, of drinking. Um, I remember we, my first we matured. My first legal <laughs> drink was uh, two um, drams of Macallan eighteen, which okay. I was pretty happy with. Whoa. So um, that was that. Was, I tried to step it up from the from the actual opener to the, to the first legal. The radical. <laughs> Yeah. I can't actually shotgun a beer. So we're not missing much. Yeah. 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 They do yeah. this thing down in Texas. We have a large number of followers and listeners down in Texas. Cool. Uh, and on Fridays, they like to shotgun beers. Oh, God. Nice. And I can't do it. No. Nope. I can't anymore. I like to um, enjoy what I'm drinking. I can't, even though I chug I can't both your drinks in a row. I can't do it. I feel like when you, when you listen, you're skills on a resume I, I I don't think you're missing out there I yeah. think it's okay really I feel like musicians are really, really good at shotgun well it like, depends on the musician. musicians if you can circular breathe you can shotgun beers all day all day or just down the down all day. but I'm a dork and I play cello so it's okay <laughs> like, I don't know. what is the um, Australian like long didgeridoo the didgeridoo I bet they'd be really great at shotgun probably <laughs> they can probably shotgun through their didgeridoo <laughs> I bet they use <laughs> it for didn't like, like performance <laughs> all of my after party this all about location <laughs> performance locations down after party locations up <laughs> we should put Australia on our our world conquering tour yeah yeah definitely and find somebody with a didgeridoo yeah if you guys want to borrow our risk boards so you know how to get yeah. there you can I think it's yeah. got like they also make a thing called maps um, as well that? <laughs> <laughs> Delorme closed down so yeah. I've got a I hear there's also something like called like gyps it's like spelled like gps no I've never heard oh, of it yeah. no it's, it's not out yet I don't know is it is it gyps or gyps it just sound effects. It's like really bad beatboxing. Oh, that is how I beatbox, actually. I'm just showing you. I think I have things like that on my mobile device, so I can. I can. I love that you say that. My mobile device. All right. So, end of the podcast. Wait, I have one more question. Yeah. Oh wow. Sorry. You had a one quiz question. Come on. One question quiz. So my question is, again, we're into the narrative. So. My question is, what was your favorite cartoon as a child? Oh, hands down, X-Men. Really? Hands down. That just lets us know just how young you are. You no, no. I have never seen X-Men, I was, but I'm also 12. I was born in 86. Right. <laughs> I know. Yeah. You don't have just a few more years that you can go to the cocktail it's, thing. Oh, the super I gotta say Ninja Turtles. Mm. I got some Ninja Turtles. I, I, yeah, just yeah. What do you think about the reboots? No. Won't see Garbage. Them. Haven't seen them. Especially the new second one D- that's coming out. Open and honest. Uh, just had a, a moment on Saturday where in a fit of despair I watched uh, Ninja the Turtles. The third one. Ninja Turtles 3 on, on Netflix. Oh. How about was the acting? Oh, oh it was it was, it was was awful. It was deplorable. But... They didn't hire the best turtles? Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the turtles were great. <laughs> the turtles. I mean, they did a really good um, Oscar worthy. 
why it didn't get I don't know but can we any any franchise that brings Vanilla Ice in for a cameo you know that was two oh. I know that was two oh any franchise overall franchise. Yeah, franchise but yeah, yeah. anything you get Michael Bay did a great job with Transformers quoting. 1 after that yeah he's dead to me so yeah 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 I, I, reboot what do you guys think oh uh, I don't know no. I I liked when <laughs> I liked when Disney redid Cinderella I haven't even seen that oh, with the girl from Johnson Abbey Really? I don't know. I've never watched Downton Abbey. Um, for a while, I called it Downtown Abbey. <laughs> you ever said something right yet? Downtown Abbey. <laughs> I, I know that's not. I feel like it's like a, like a Jersey. Downtown Abbey. Downtown Abbey. I feel like that's just like that like kind of promiscuous girl you went to school with. It's like ah, oh, Downtown Abbey. <laughs> we don't judge your choices, but <laughs> it's like it's the, the in the opposite world of Billy Joel instead of Uptown Girls. Downtown, downtown Abbey. Abbey. <laughs> Um, <laughs> good question, though. I, that, that, that can really bring out a lot about a person. It's, mm-hmm. uh, I, I you like have that. endless amounts of knowledge about nerdy TV shows, it seems like. Yeah. There's nothing nerdy about Ninja Turtles. There's right. absolutely no. everything dorky about it. That's the thing. Yeah. Nerdy and dorky are different. Favorite Ninja Turtle? Dantel. Duh. Okay. Leo. Really? Yeah, I know it's not very nice, but it's, you know, it's... Oh, it's okay. Um, So, for our Great Beer Adventure listeners, can you just tell everybody, again, your podcast title so they can go and subscribe? Absolutely. So, it's Bach to Bach, B-A-C-H, then two, the beer, B-O-C-K. You can find us at BachToBach.com. Again, witty. Very witty. (laughs) And we really try hard. And then the, our handle on all social media is the same. So Bach to Bach for every platform, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, and Periscope. You can find us at all of them. Yeah, and if uh, Kevin and Maddie's mom and dad would like to follow us. Yes. <laughs> great, yeah, it's just my mom. Adventure. My dad doesn't do technology, so no. it's just my mom. All right. So you can find us, mom, at greatbeeradventure.com. <laughs> We're on all the podcast catchers. And... Uh, most social media, we're under uh, Great Beer Women because there's more than one of us. Yeah. And you guys have super cool bumper stickers as well. You do. For the record. Well, we've got stickers. We don't have bumper stickers. Oh. But they can go on your bumper. Could you can put them on your bumper. On your bike bumper. You, they could. Yeah. Like, yeah. Biker. Or your computer. Or bumper bike. Bumper bike. And they'll be new with our second year. Here on the bike. And and thank you for for make putting this together and and bringing us uh, bringing thank us you on so your much. show. Thank yeah, you guys. Thank you. It was great. Now we have to go out into the world. Cheers. Let's cheers it. Oh look, Kevin has my beer. Kevin can have my beers. <laughs>